The city of Richmond becoming a prime target for gun violence. Richmond. The city of Richmond was known as one of the most dangerous cities in the Bay Area, if not the country. This is the For Our Future Podcast. Let's keep Richmond moving forward. All right. Hello, everybody. Wow, we got a great episode in store. It's me, one of the hosts, Anselmo. We're gonna make a, a very special episode today. We got Jay. He's behind the cameras today. You're not gonna see his, his beautiful face. You can't see me. You can you can hear his voice in the background. I'm live and direct here from Richmond, California, my hometown that I love so dearly. We got a couple special guests with us. We're gonna get into that in just a second. And our, today's episode is going to be about the whole reimagine Richmond organization movement that you may have heard a little bit about. We're but you will tonight. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So first and foremost, I'm going to introduce to you, viewers at home, we have Marisol Cantu with us today. She's a teacher at Contra Costa College, a professor, and I'll let her give her introduction a little bit more because she is involved with a lot. Thank you so much, Anselmo, and welcome, everybody. I'm super excited to be here uh, repping Reimagine Richmond, super excited to shout out Richmond Rev and Lavanya here with me as well. And I just want to give you a little bit information on me. You may know me as Soul underscore Speaks, as a lot of people say, or call me Soul. Soul Speaks. That's right. And um, I, I want to just come to y'all um, with an open heart and an open mind, um, but really a call for radical transformative change. Mm -hmm. And so as we continue this conversation, we're super excited um, to, to listen to your to your questions, to get comments from y'all. Um, just to give a little background about me, I'm third generation Richmond native and um, born in San Pablo at the old Brookside and Richmond is my ride or die. I, I love Richmond, it is my home, it is my life. And I got really involved in this work because, I got really involved in this work because um, you know, being in Richmond, a lot of us have been impacted by the school to prison pipeline. And I saw the discrepancies um, in education in particular, which is why I decided to go into education as a teacher and then later on become an activist. And Richmond and the school to prison pipeline has really informed my involvement. I had a, a primo at a young age. Um, be expelled from our West Contra Costa school district at fifth grade. And wow. by the time that he um, went in to eighth grade, he was already in juvie at Byron camp and um, passed at 21 years old due to gun violence. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I saw that in one light, education can transform us in, in another light. It, it can really suppress and oppress certain people. And that's why I wanted to come. Um, that's why I'm a teacher. That's why I'm an activist. Um, and that's why I'm doing the work. Very important work. And that's mm -hmm. a thank you for sharing that very, very deep. Uh, that, I, mean, I felt that. So mm -hmm. thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, we have another special guest with us today representing Richmond Revolution, uh, Levana. Please give us a little bit about what you got going on and your involvement in this. Yes, hello everyone. I'm Lavana Bobo, um, Richmond native. Um, I'm currently an instructional aide and I work for the city of Richmond. And my involvement really in this movement began when I wanna say I was what? A sophomore in high school. And I remember the killing of Trayvon Martin and I was like, whoa, like that's the first time I really experienced race or injustices in our world, in our society. And I was like, this is so crazy. Like my whole world just came crashing down because you know, it was somebody that looked like me that this 
happened to. And ever since then, I was I went to El Cedar High School. So to all my gauchos out there, woo woo. Class of what? 2015. Okay. All right. <laughs> we love a gaucho. We love a gaucho. Yes. Okay. So um, being there, we started the Black Student Union, and then um, I just got really heavily involved, wanted to learn more about my people, my culture, and I'm like, wow, I'm not learning any of this in school. I'm mm-hmm. learning none of this in my history classes. Like none of this is taught even in math. Like we can go back all the way to ancient Kemet in Egypt. We were they were doing math. I didn't even learn any about like people that look like me, what we were doing. So I just became extremely passionate about our culture and our people. And of course that includes um, my history and my people's history inside the United States of America. So since then, um, being in high school, Black Student Union, part of all these different organizations, soon after that, I actually went to Contra Costa College and um, all the only classes that I was led into. Yes, you know, I love comments. I love all my schools that I went to. The only classes that I was actually led into were the Black Studies courses because I started Contra Costa two weeks late. So, and they were like, just come on in. I never Mm. wanted to be an Africana Studies major because I was like, it won't get you a job. That's what everyone told me. And that's terrible propaganda within itself. And then I fell in love with Africana Studies and it became my major. Soon after, I picked up political science and because I wanted to know about like politics and my people and history and culture. And I just wanted to go to a place that would teach me it culturally relevant, um, historically relevant. So I decided to go to the illustrious Howard University. I recently graduated in 2019. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. That is. Yeah, definitely. And um, now I'm going to continue my education, actually getting my master's at Clark Atlanta in Africana Women's Studies. And I just have this passion for our history. So that's really what got me started. Um, And of course, even though we have this great history of art and culture and all these, our music, these great things that we do, it also does come with the struggle and also does come with the fight because we have to fight our color and who we are. So that's really how I got a part of it. Um, I love my people. I love my culture. I love the community in Richmond and just, yeah, fighting for that and now i'm here with rich revolution and here with you all today so i'm excited well like we uh, we met and talked before the show and everything and got prepared but once levina started sharing like whoa like it's like a lot a lot that i did not know and so i'm glad that (laughs) that we're sharing and hearing all this um and so those of you who haven't or maybe haven't heard of richmond revolution uh the, the my first personal experience of hearing about richmond revolution was during a big uh black lives matter rally in march uh that started over in the, the richmond city center or uh, civic center plaza and marched down towards um where did it go the to, police to the police station mm-hmm. right okay there we go to the police department so you know where this is going <laughs> but um so let me tell you that was my first personal experience with seeing uh, a group blow up on the scene, come to the scene, and, and get going so quickly. At least yeah. that was my perspective. I don't know if there was a lot going on before then, but it seemed like, wow, this group really came and wanted to make a difference and made a big splash. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Mighty Soul, she is someone who uh, I met through the work we're doing with Moving Forward. It seems like after I met you, it seems like I've been seeing you everywhere because you're involved with yes. all the, the all the movements that I support going on in Richmond. Yeah, you, 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 I mean, your fingerprints are on everything. Um, so, I mean, and that's, it's a good thing. So yep. thank you so much for joining and sharing a little bit about your introductions. And, and now let's get into a little bit of the history because I shared my history of what I knew of Richmond Revolution, but I want to hear it from one of the founders. Yes. So our beginning is actually like truly, truly amazing like what you said like I don't know if you guys were doing anything beforehand but let me tell you something we were before that protest we were not doing it well individually we were doing things but as Richmond Revolution we were not so it basically started with um, Helen one of our co-founders she just posted on social media like on Instagram and Facebook and was like it was actually after the killings of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery and everybody you know it was everything going on around the world and this time it just felt different right like it was everybody in these different states coming out and protesting and you know in the bay area we mainly have protests in like oakland san francisco but nothing in richmond and there's mm-hmm. a huge black population in richmond richmond mm-hmm. has been historic
historically black. So Helen posted on um, Instagram and Facebook and was like, do y'all want to do something? And she was just getting so many responses. And then another co-founder, Armand, called me and was like, go look at Helen's story. Like she wants to do something about what's going on. And so I want to say that night we hopped on a Zoom call. It was like 30 people there. And we just started planning, um, planning a protest. I believe we started, I want to say Tuesday. And we had a protest that Saturday. It might have even been Wednesday. But mm-hmm. yeah, we were just, and we were just reaching out to people. Everybody, we were posting it. If you want to be involved, I was reaching out to everyone I knew. Mm-hmm. So we were just getting this big group of people and everybody was just reposting it and reposting it. And we we got all of our speakers in order. I actually opened up the protest with my speech. And um, it was just so many people, all of our different connections. And honestly, I was not expecting that many people. I was mm-hmm. not expecting that much support from like the different churches, different community organizations. They all came out because everybody felt something and wanted to do something. So yeah, we did that protest. And I just remember I was at the front walking to the police department. I looked back and I could not see the end. And I was yeah. like, wow, like we really, really did this. Like I was really in awe. And it really just started with uh, like, well, four really core leaders right now. And then we just had our connections and that's really what came to us. So after the protest, um, we did actually did a Black Lives Matter mural painting. You can see that at the Civic Center mm-hmm. right now. We also have... Um, back to school drive we've done um christmas giveaways and yeah we've had a lot of events we really hit the ground running after that like mm-hmm. i remember i was just getting so many messages like can you come speak can you come do this can you? and i was so overwhelmed because i was just not expecting that mm-hmm. but it was actually a great thing to see in richmond and then yes yeah, one of our biggest things that we did we actually we had a list of demands and one of the things was like get the police out of the schools and we were actually able to accomplish that and mm-hmm. another Another great thing is that a lot of the members from Rich Revolution are now a part of Reimagine Richmond, mm-hmm. and that's really policy and everything. So, Marisol mm-hmm. can talk a little bit about that too. Yeah, let, let me just say it's inspiring to see young people coming together and pushing for what they believe mm-hmm. in, making change, and like when you do it on that scale, you're going to get the attention of city officials, of people in government. They're going to say, oh, wow, we need to pay attention. Mm -hmm. And so um, that is super inspiring to hear and to know how it came together, you know, because I've been doing community organizing for a while. And so when you see something like that happen, you're like, okay, they, they, you know, they got the juice. (laughs) Yeah, they they coming. They're making it happen, you know, so, okay. (laughs) And so let's fast forward a little bit and, uh, how did Amari, so how did you get into being involved with this? Yeah, so first I need to uplift the youth here. I mean, like they went in. Um, that was my first call to action was to join that protest. Mm-hmm. And that's when uh, I listened to the stories. And Jay, if you have that photo, could we just put up that that wonderful photo from the protest? Yeah. Just because people, you know, I think they should really see um and then we have another one walking to um uh the um rpd mm-hmm. and so yes incredible right like the energy even now looking back at that photo mm-hmm. i mean i can't imagine being at the front of that Levana and yeah. like i still get chills i'm not gonna lie to you it's like yeah definitely yeah and that was so inspiring for me um and the demands were were so concrete they were so realistic at the same time, they were imaginative. They were creative in addressing racial injustice in Richmond. Mm-hmm. And because of my past and, and my, my work as, as a teacher, I really felt like, wow, these kids came in. They, not kids, these youth, <laughs> these young adults came in. Um, and and that was in, in June 30th, uh, or that was around uh, June. And then after that, I was inspired to continue the work through some other leaders like Tamisha Walker, who mm-hmm. um, runs the Safe Return pro- Project um, with Iday, wonderful person, and, and Claudia Jimenez, which is now a... A city council member for Richmond, um, mm-hmm. but at that time she wasn't. She was and actually an just awesome a- skater. She's an incredible well. skater. I'm so jealous <laughs> of her. Yes, <laughs> shout out to Rich City Rollers as well. Um, <laughs> but she went and um, Tamisha and and Claudia and Randy really led, picking up from the youth, the mantle. Like, mm-hmm. okay, these are the demands. 
Now, how do we force city council to listen? Mm -hmm. How do we continue and engage this activism? albeit digitally because of course we're all of this happened in the middle of the pandemic Mm -hmm. and so like we were organizing through zoom through igs to get to city council and in that movement um we really called for a 20 percent reduction of the police budget Mm -hmm. and that was a larger call from black lives matter movements across the nation and um, the defund police movement just saying, looking at the budgets and saying 20% reduction. Now, in retrospect, there's just a lot of reasons why we we didn't get that 20% and why we probably shouldn't have gotten that 20% because we weren't replacing it and we weren't reinvesting Mm -hmm. in our actual communities. Mm -hmm. So we were really talking about, well, let's move the money away, but we didn't have solid plans or proposal to say, wait a minute, we actually can reallocate this to to programs, to uh, city programs, community programs that would actually be able to address the root causes of some of the over-policing and, and use of force and police brutality, all of this in, in our communities. And so once I listened to them, I just said, how can I get involved? Um, and that's where that's where it kind of all began for me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so with richmond revolution right my understanding is that a lot of the members ended up you know going off to college you know a little bit later and so mm-hmm. it's been a little bit less active at, at mm-hmm. this moment but a lot of the members that are still around ended up getting involved in reimagine richmond mm-hmm. so maybe we could kind of share a little bit of the story so people at home viewers can understand how that transition happened how people went from um richmond revolution to reimagine richmond and there's a task force too right yes that's a separate mm-hmm. thing that we need to discuss because that's also really involved so maybe yes. we can share a little bit about that yeah mm-hmm. so just in like a timeline you know so that happened in in june like the protests happened mm-hmm. we did demanded um, a lot. That was like in spring, really. And then we asked for the 20% reduction and asked for a task force during um, a city council meeting. And we didn't get the the 20% reduction. However, city council and the mayor decided, yes, we want a task force to reimagine public safety. And so... That was approved June 30th last year. And over the summer, Reimagine Richmond were this core group of organizers, some from uh, the youth of Richmond Rev, some um, folks like uh, Tamisha and Claudia that have been community organizers, and then just folks that wanted to work and 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 do the action of making this come to fruition Mm -hmm. and so that summer we just planned and and in october and and that was just planning what do we re how do we reimagine public safety what could we do here and in october um about maybe i think it's about nine or ten of the reimagine community group were actually appointed to the task force. And so the task force has been working, um, holding meetings um, every month, holding community conversations um, since October to, and of course, doing data, um, learning ourselves about the police force and their policies and their budget and how can we better inform it. And so it really was Richmond Revolution, reimagine Richmond, then picking up that mantle, and then really reimagine Richmond, informing because it's really community folks from Richmond in that group, really informing the work of the task force. And um, the task force right now has been able to um, make five. proposals and they were passed and so we can get into that as well Um, yeah so how many members are are on the task force how many people are appointed so there's 21 appointed um, and each city council member was able to um, recommend three people and Mm -hmm. so we had you know Claudia and um, 
and Eduardo Martinez and Melvin Willis and Nat Bates, mm -hmm. all of them chose people that they felt could inform mm -hmm. the task force. And the task force is made up of a plethora of people, like all, you, all walks of life, all disciplines, all expertise, mm -hmm. mental health professionals, um, people that work for the city um, of Richmond, teachers like myself, Luis is a teacher at Richmond High, Eddie works from Rise, mm -hmm. um, Tamisha Walker is also on the task force. Mm -hmm. uh, so just uh, we have the, the president of the RPOA as, as well. So there's, I mean, when we talk about <laughs> a plethora of people on this task force, we really mean like opposite ends of the spectrum here yeah. and everything in between. Yeah, I can yeah. only imagine that sometimes those uh, meetings get hot and a little bit uh, you heavy. Know. What was that, Jay? A little hot and heavy. Yeah, yeah I can <laughs> hot and heavy. Group. Yes. But, um, so once Richmond Revolution, then Reimagine Richmond got going, and now the task force. And so the task force has been working on coming up with proposals. Yes. The mm -hmm. proposals have already been presented to city council? They have not yet. So okay. we, the way that um, the, the process works is that we had to present them from each of the subgroups. And so there was subgroups that were addressing different things. We have a subgroup on budget, which was my subgroup. We have another one on police accountability, which is a lot about policies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Another one on health and safety. Mm -hmm. And so... All of those subgroups really worked together um, and cross-pollinated and made some recommendations. And that was at last Wednesday's uh, task force meeting. And five proposals passed mm -hmm. with majority vote. And now we are looking to head to city council and um, start demanding that they they approve these proposals and mm -hmm. the budget reallocation. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, that's almost unheard of or unprecedented that, you know, how this whole thing came to came to light and the movement that just really picked up and started going. Yeah. It's honestly, it's impressive. Um, all the work that I do in the community, you know, I know, I know a little bit about community organizing and stuff like that. Oh, don't sell yourself so, short, man. Yeah, <laughs> come on, it's you, man. You, you, man. you do a so lot I know, more. I know, I know a little bit, and so uh, hearing about how this all came to came to be, it's inspiring. Mm -hmm. It's like, wow, what what am I what am I going to learn from this conversation? Because I feel like I'm always looking to learn and see what I can pick up. And I mm -hmm. definitely want to see what I can pick up here. We have a comment from one of the viewers. And Jack, can you read that out for us? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get to the comment from Luna. Uh, right before I do that, though, I want to give a shout out to Yeni Garcia. Yeni says, Yay! La profe, powerful mujer. <laughs> Yeni is a very good friend of ours. And also, Tanya. Awesome. And hello, folks. So thank you for tuning in, you guys. Diana, uh, hopefully you get... Um, uh, well soon so we can see you on a hike tomorrow mm -hmm. uh, so Luna Marie Keo her question is uh, her or him I'm not sure because I'm sorry if I uh, got that wrong what are your greatest obstacles when it comes to community organizing yeah that's a good one right great one. <laughs> yeah. yeah I think that I want to say especially when we first got off the ground when it came to community organizing everybody was like who are these people like mm -hmm. you guys just coming out of nowhere you think that you can run Richmond do this this and that but a lot of people did not really know like we've been doing this um, like you said earlier most of us were in college so you know you did not see me for the past couple of years because I actually was not in Richmond but that doesn't mean I wasn't doing other things and where I was living in DC even Armand and Simone they both attend UCLA so yeah of course you're not going to see us but um, I think one that was one of our biggest obstacles is people like you're not even credible and then two is just people saying like you know sit back wait your turn like you're so young like you, you're new to this you heard that yeah like uh, you're new to this you wow. don't really know what's going on and it's just like a lot of negative things I want to say like yeah. a lot of times from the older population too so that's why yeah. it's it's like you know yeah. we've been doing this you know it's different ways of doing things you shouldn't be pro 
protesting, but it's like we're not just going to sit around and continue to do anything. I want to say that's our biggest obstacle. And also for me, my biggest obstacle is that people still think that we're crazy for like saying, no, this is racist. Like this is the these are some of the issues that we're going through. Like white supremacy is real. Those are one of my biggest things. It's, it just really tears me down. because It's like there's no reason I'm going to continue to argue my humanity with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so having to continuously be on these on the front lines and be on these stages, it it's really a lot of wear and tear. Um, and I feel like it's like really a mental and emotional thing. So mm-hmm. I want to say that's one of my biggest obstacles with myself, actually, mm-hmm. is dealing with stuff like that, especially as a black woman. Like this is who I am and there's nothing I can change about that. I don't think anybody will blame you when it comes to that. Yeah. I think, yeah. 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 That's really? like the toughest thing. And you know, but I, I feel like there's always detractors or people who are like non-believers. But like I said, mm-hmm. it's so inspirational and, and the bravery that it must take to, you know, blaze that trail to mm-hmm. go out and do the things that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it takes it takes something, you know, and so yes. I, I took my hat to that for sure. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. So th- uh, keep the questions coming. If you have more questions, let us know in the comments and we'll try to get to them as soon as we can. But let's keep this conversation flowing. And we were talking a little bit about the proposals. So maybe we could hear mm-hmm. some of the proposals. So the people at home were curious to know what proposals you all came up with. Yeah. So um Really, I want to just say that we're looking at systemic issues mm-hmm. <laughs> deeply rooted um, in our society. And what the task force really wanted to do was address some of these systemic issues with local solutions, right? So one of the issues um, that has come up is right now, and especially right now in the pandemic, is our housing crisis and the extreme amount of homeless, um, unhoused, unsheltered folks mm-hmm. out in, in our city, right? And they're being criminalized yeah. for not having a home. Mm-hmm. They're being evicted. Families are living in their cars. And then we don't even talk about the the homies that are like couch surfing or that just don't have a closet or a bed and just kind of go in and out and so Mm -hmm. we felt that in a door in order to really address um homelessness in our city we decided to uplift a community-based organization called safe safe organized spaces Mm -hmm. and safe organized spaces is ran by um daniel barth and in addressing that, we're looking at three different programs, um, most notably transitional housing villages here in Richmond to help people go through a cycle and then get into long term affordable housing, not mm-hmm. just for single dwellers, but for familias, for families, too, because a lot of times we're families are living in their cars young folks are living in their cars and they're getting ticketed mm-hmm. they people are calling the police on them yep. because there's a suspicious vehicle in the area and so we really felt that we could address some of this with the transitional village mm-hmm. and there's a couple of other programs um, under that which is um, a street team which helps mm-hmm. clean up all the debris so from really quick actually moving forward in, in sos richmond collaborate monthly oh, on yeah. our monthly cleanup so every second saturday mm-hmm. we do our cleanups together so this coming saturday we're gonna be at nevin park we're gonna have a big cleanup <laughs> one of our biggest plug we're gonna throw that in there daniel barth for like you know we started off together same time with sos richmond moving forward doing stuff in the community so shout out daniel barth thank this you because i don't feel like we gotta connect all these dots on top hello of exactly i didn't yeah. know that I didn't realize that. I know you guys just did one with Rich City Rides and, you know, the the community hikes, but that is amazing. We've been collaborating with with Daniel Barr for a couple years now, actually. That is amazing. Well, I hope it continues. Um, And as you probably noticed, some of the people that go into those street teams are unhoused. And Mm -hmm. this program would actually Mm -hmm. be paying Mm -hmm. those unhoused folks Mm -hmm. that would then give them long term affordance to get a to get an apartment and mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. so that's one um in addressing homelessness um another one is youth unemployment and mm-hmm. as well right now and i think lamania can talk to this just mm-hmm. 
in the pandemic, online learning, like being isolated, like so much is happening right now with our young folks that they truly need lifelong skills. And I think moving forward really, and mm-hmm. then your podcast around mm-hmm. lifelong skills really helps. Like where can they then get jobs mm-hmm. internships mm-hmm. to actually keep themselves employees mm-hmm. off the streets mm-hmm. out of the quote-unquote trouble mm-hmm. you know and this is another way so the youth works program has already been vetted it is a city-run program mm-hmm. it's just they're not reaching the amount of youth that we envision them reaching. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I like want to paint a picture. Like, could you imagine like 50 youth working for Urban Till? 50 youth working for moving forward. Mm -hmm. 50 youth working for um, Asian Pacific um, Environment Mm -hmm. Network. Exactly. Like all of these incredible CBOs and nonprofits Mm -hmm. could hire these youth. They could get these skills working for y'all, but getting Mm -hmm. paid by the city. Mm -hmm. Like this is, this is, it's like a no brainer, you know, (laughs) it really is. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's just two other ones, a couple more. One is stopping traffic violations. So a lot of times what happens when we look at the inequities, and I'm sure Levanya can talk about Mm -hmm. this a lot, is getting pulled over. And for some type of bogus type of, uh, maybe your light, your, your tail light is out Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. of course, um um with dante Wright with a refresher and exactly. air freshener in his his back window and then being killed you know um by the police it's just how do we stop this mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. there's a lot of racial profiling that goes on um in our city and a, a lot of black and brown and other communities of color already know this they feel this right mm-hmm. um and so we um, are creating a policy to stop those type of traffic violations based on something that is kind of preconceived in some police mm-hmm. officer's mind of why mm-hmm. they may want to pull somebody mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is mental health crisis response line. And so police officers do not want and are not trained to actually be in involved in any type of mental health response Mm -hmm. and it's extremely scary to think about if you're a a youth or an older person or your family member you yourself come into the space and you're not not exactly yourself and you need help but then being met with six armed police officers that if you are not cooperative they have a right to arrest you how scary that would be and is for our folks right now. So just like um, San Francisco and Oakland and many other cities, um, we have created from the ground up a super community informed program called the Community Crisis Response Program, Mm -hmm. where we, instead of a police officer, people would call 311 and then there would be two um, community crisis responders and then one medic that would come to to this um, and and help you as a response. The last is gun prevention um, and violence prevention. And this is through the Office of Neighborhood Safety. And they have stopped. They help with ceasefires. Mm-hmm. They help with um, talking to current um members that are involved in 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 this gang life and they are the ones that are actually preventing crime Mm -hmm. people don't realize police come after exactly they come after (laughs) i just want to repeat that police come after there has been an incident okay we're trying to fund um root causes of this and the office of neighborhood safety is one of those um places Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. There we are. Well, I mean, honestly, <laughs> just hearing all of the super well thought out proposals, it sounds like there's a lot of time and energy that went into putting these proposals together to drafting these. Um, and with a, a group like yours, with some very um, established people from the community mm-hmm. that have 
very good credibility, you, you can be certain that they've put together, you know, some quality proposals. Um, so I know that there's probably, before, before I share that, um, I know personally, a lot of people like myself growing up in Richmond, my first instinct is not to like call the police if there's an issue or something, right? Yeah, right. That's just my personal experience um, growing up uh, in Richmond. And if you have a problem, kind of figure it out. You know what I'm saying? You, yes. got, you just figure it out on your own. Exactly. And that's communities and, taking care of and, communities. And that's exactly. how it's been and personally. Um, and then also on the other side of it is like, for example, you got your car broken into or something. You just kind of chalk it up as, you know, I shouldn't have left that visible in my car. Exactly. Because what if, <laughs> that's true. You know, that's true. It's kind of like, that's what it is. Yeah. Yep. Otherwise, you're just going to wait around because I, I've had like a friend before who uh, came out to a community event and unfortunately had their car broken into. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, since I kind of helped organize it, I'm sitting around like, oh man, like, okay, she want to call the police, we call the police. Wait like three hours for the, someone to show up and you know, nothing really, nothing really came of it, right? Mm -hmm. So you almost say just like, it's not even worth me waiting around, just get mm -hmm. my whatever, I need to get fixed my little back window or whatever, hopefully it wasn't the big front one. Cause it <laughs> a little bit more. Yes, yes they do. Yeah, but you know, um, so that's just my personal experience. And so I'm saying that to say that the proposals that you're sharing, I think that have really good reason and mm -hmm. could really do a lot to help the community. Um, before, I shared that I was going to say, I know there are people who may kind of be skittish or kind of afraid of some of these proposals, right? Mm -hmm. Change is hard for a lot of people. Yes, Change is. is hard. Change is hard. And so I know you've probably heard some things from the community about people who maybe feel in a, a different way. We don't have to spend too much time on that, but we just, I mean, it's understood that people have their own right to opinions, right? Yes. And yes. the fact of the matter is that Reimagine Richmond has put in a ton of time and energy into this, right? And yes, so if someone do. wanted to, you know, do something different, hey, get out and get active. <laughs> do, we're ready. ready. Yeah, you do <laughs> come, the yeah, come through. You know, you know we're, because we're I, fired I feel up. like a lot of people, they just want to uh, bark on the internet or mm -hmm. do, like say things, but they're not really out there getting active. And so one thing I can say for sure is Mighty Soul and, and Lavana are active, right? They're out here in the community mm -hmm. doing things. And so that right there is, I mean, hey, where's everyone else that is just complaining, you know, exactly. like do something. Exactly. Um, and, but that's basically what moving forward is all about. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we're not really heavily involved, obviously, in the policy side, because at the end of the day, I'll be honest, I know that you you just mentioned earlier, you're spending hours and hours and hours yes. on this, right? And yes. we spend hours and hours on doing stuff on the ground. Yes. So finding that happy medium to be able to mm -hmm. both where I'd like to get, but that's why we're here today, right? So we could elevate this platform and be able to share uh, what we're doing with what, we're, what they're doing and try and do something together. So yeah. with that, I always felt like I was long-winded, but I feel like it's important to share that. Yeah. Um, we shared the proposals. Mm -hmm. We talked. We're not going to even go into the counter arguments. We're not, I will. I will say that when you know when we talk about you know we're going to get into probably the budget etc. But I just want to say there's this like a larger question that the mayor you know has really talked about like are we safe? And I think that's what people are saying. And it even goes to your story of like huh, three hours to wait for a police. Mm -hmm. There. They have been the end all be all job. So they have literally been doing everything. Mm -hmm. They're yeah. doing mental health, yeah. they're doing prevention, mm -hmm. they're doing um they're doing so much that they're not even trained to do and they don't actually want to do. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so for us, it's like we're gonna alleviate that mm -hmm. part of your job by reinvesting in these other programs so you can respond to um something that is pressing you can mm -hmm. respond to other gun violence you can mm -hmm. respond to criminal investigations you can re respond to murders etc homicides like that's what we're trying to do mm -hmm. is alleviate the very overwhelmed police system 
by reinvesting back into our communities. Mm-hmm. And so I, it's just like a simple way to kind of see, like, yeah, it actually alleviates the police yeah. to do the jobs that they were trained to do. I definitely agree. And also, like, just even with the whole layout, it's more so resources when we're talking about like these are preventative measures. So, like, even when we talk about like violence going on in our community or, you know, our cars getting broken into, like, people aren't just breaking into cars just to break into cars. They're doing it because they need these resources. And, like, I know people that got their cars broken into. And I also know people that break into cars and unfortunately Mm -hmm. they do have to steal, but that is how they live. So, it's Mm -hmm. like, it's Mm -hmm. that reimagine Richmond. They're trying to give these resources, like, giving people of the houseless population their trying to you are trying to help them with food and money and like getting in housing and Mm -hmm. even with the youth you're giving them jobs giving them resources setting them up to better themselves and that's really what it's for so yes yeah and Mm -hmm. yeah even when you want to talk about the mental health i just have a huge thing in richmond with mental health because actually on my street there was um there was a house for people that dealt with mental health issues and weekly multiple times a day they're calling the police on them it's the same people Uh and then you have they're going through a mental health episode and you have nine police cars on them circling them in the middle of the street and it's just like i would ask like why are all y'all here like why are you guys here like you you think you're helping and i'm like yeah i know i don't want to be here but you know i've been called i'm like but you need nine police officers nine cars so it's just like and also i just feel like that's a waste of resources and that's my tax money too so yes you know i'd much rather go somewhere else so yes it is yeah yeah and it's and so money that's really what it comes down to because in order to really get things done it takes some money yes, and, it does. and if you want to make a difference and it, you got to hit them where the pockets are at hit them in the checkbook so we can actually make a difference and fund some of these things because mm-hmm. otherwise it's just uh like a band-aid you know yes uh, you get funding for so so long and then that program is gone till they yeah. get more funding or they have to try and scramble and get more funding to be able to continue the good work that they're doing in the community mm-hmm. right and yes. so that's something that moving forward has been working on and trying to get funding so you know if you got some little extra room hello you know, <laughs> hello yeah exactly exactly yeah we will redirect some funds <laughs> um and so let's let's talk let's talk money because we all about our dollars and in mm-hmm, Richmond mm-hmm. and let's make some sense yes. so we have um yep Jay's already on it about to get into this budget so this is really just I'm not going to go deep into this but a lot of people just don't know one our city budget is our money it's our taxpayer money it's how homeowners property taxes sales tax all of that so it is our money when Lavanya said it's our money that's our money like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's our money mm-hmm. so what happens is we have been we have been allocating 40% or 67 million dollars into our Richmond Police Department. Is that yearly? That is yearly. Wow. 67 million dollars in our police department and so you can see here that is comparing if you see this um this document or this yeah slide thank you it's uh actually if you look at fire that's 18 percent and then you look at public works it's about 15 but if you really look at you might have to get the magnifying glass the, the, the yeah maybe but yeah. library and cultural services the library a place where we get information where students learn etc they are at three percent and i work at the library oh lord yes three percent and how many employees are there oh i cannot tell you but um it's like it's a good amount but i definitely think the library needs way more resources especially Uh because we deal with a huge portion of the richmond community huge Mm -hmm. portion Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely and so I saw this and I was floored. I was like, 40%? That's, I mean, that's more than a third of our budget. Mm -hmm. Okay, so 40%. And um, can you go to the next slide, Lev? Amazing. So just to give you, compared to some other, some other departments, you can see the Office of Neighborhood Safety that we are trying to fund has $2 million. 
Again, the Office of Neighborhood Safety has taken more guns off of the streets, mm -hmm. have helped more ceasefires, has prevented more gun violence, and they are being funded at $2 million, where the police department is being funded at $67 million. So that's Ridiculous. the police department with the, the red. with the red bar graph. Yep. And which one is the... The ONS should be the third. Okay. Or this is it the second one? Thank you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's not the last one. Jesus. Yep. Yeah. One less than less than two million dollars mm -hmm. for that. Community services. What was that? Almost four. Uh, five. Oh, five. five yeah, five million. Okay, community services. We're talking about. People need to understand that our budget is a moral document. It is mm -hmm. an investment that our city makes into our communities, and what we are showing by this budget is that it is overflated with over policing our police department receives a lot of money and so um that one that really hit hard knowing the 40 percent um budget and let's keep on going to the next mm, keep on yep that that one right there all right so this also is pretty jarring um to actually see so we compared richmond we as in like i not me because i don't understand numbers but um <laughs> but people in our group compared richmond's police spending per capita which is like per person to the 50 largest cities in the united states largest cities mm -hmm. we spend number fifth out of 50 of the largest cities we actually spend more per capita than the state of new york the city of san jose detroit philadelphia and la mm -hmm. that is how much money we are actually spending la was notorious for their police department we're spending more and we're not a large city at all we are teeny why are we spending so much money on so, the police. I'm like, how do we get to this point? Is it pensions? I know that the police union is strong. I don't know all of the mm -hmm. details and background of it, but mm -hmm. just looking at this information, you know, makes you think like, okay, how did we how end did up we here? get there? Yeah. And I'm sure Lavana can talk to like this. It started in the 80s, 90s, and the war on drugs, mm -hmm. the war on mm -hmm. crime, the war mm -hmm. on black bodies, and it just became exacerbated. Mm -hmm. um, and we haven't gone down. We yeah. haven't really reached where we should be reaching um, mm -hmm. in kind of reallocating these funds. Mm -hmm. And so. Um, you know, we're not going to go into a history lesson of this, yeah. <laughs> obviously, yeah. but yeah. but just to give context. Like it really blew up when when at the national level there mm -hmm. was, a, you know, these mm -hmm. war on um, war on crime and war on drugs, etc. Mm -hmm. that were going on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like, I know, I mean, like the police union is strong, right? There's a lot of pensions and, and all that yeah. going on. Uh, so, yeah. like, how many of those officers? How many officers are actually on the street, like on a regular basis? Like, so right now we have um, 157 sworn officers, mm -hmm. um, ranging from 130 to about 500 thousand dollars per salary per year. Um, and when we look at reallocating funds, we're looking at re reinvesting in services and so the programs that all the proposals that were passed and the budget reallocation that was passed last week at the task force was a reduction of 10.3 million dollars mm -hmm. from the 67 million dollars and we would be that you know so we're about 57 million mm -hmm. again <laughs> that doesn't even touch everything i mean we're these policies they're what, what we might call like low-hanging fruit yeah mm -hmm. mental health police don't shouldn't respond to that should. homelessness we shouldn't criminalize homelessness youth need jobs like we're not even getting into some of like the root systemic policies yeah. around racism yet and mm -hmm. we have had such a large mm -hmm. pushback because like you're saying in selmo police unions hold a lot of power Yes, in our city um, mm -hmm. and and have really plagued our city politics for a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. And so 
I, I really like because, you know, when we're when we talk about this, it's always follow the money. Mm-hmm. And Richmond folks, I think, really understand follow the money. Mm-hmm. We about our we about a yeah. dollar and cents. Uh, and so when you follow that money and you see how deep in the rabbit hole you get, you will be floored at what you see. I mean, we have some police officers that just this year and we're in April, about to be May, have already made $100,000 in mm. overtime. Mm. Overtime. Just, I mean, I, I will never make that. A teacher will never exactly. ever make that. A exactly. professor, even at CCC, maxes out at 100. Like, mm. that is not. Mm-hmm. So, so just looking at, um, at these these reallocations as a reinvestment. Mm -hmm. And honestly, the way I I truly see it as uh, a repayment, as a refund to our black and brown communities that have desperately been starved of resources Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. Lovano was especially talking about. Mm -hmm. I like the way you put that a lot. This is a reinvestment. That's real. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I know Maybe until the pandemic, uh, crime in, in, in Richmond, in the area, had been decreasing, right? Uh, I've been hearing a lot more things happening in the city yeah. lately. I don't have all the numbers in front of me, but, you know, during the pandemic, people don't have as much things going on and, mm-hmm. you know, things have been happening, unfortunately. I feel, um, oh, sorry. I was going to say, I feel like ever since, because I've been in Richmond my whole life, I've seen like a huge decrease in crime, especially mm-hmm. when we talk about violence and gun violence, like a huge decrease just in mm-hmm. my area in general. I'm from South, the South side of Richmond. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and also we can talk about gentrification even with yeah. and all inside of Richmond. That's where I was going. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so like a lot of things have greatly, greatly changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like when, I mean, Gentrification, right? So how much of the crime reduction do you think may be related to gentrification, mm-hmm. right? And the different dem- uh, demographics that are now here in Richmond. And, uh, and, and then also with the changes in the community and the demographics, claro. it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Maybe there should be a change in funding, right? Yep. And so 10.3 million is what we're talking about, right? Yep. And with the proposal that's going to be going soon, how soon? Can we, people expect to hear more about this and what is it yes, going to be? Yes, yes. So we, um, the task force members are going um, to city council to ask for a special city council meeting mm-hmm. because this is too large of yeah. an issue to be kind of sandwiched into, oh, a community development project and like some other appointment by the, mm-hmm. by the city council. So, and by our last two task force meetings, um, two of them have been four hours long yeah (laughs) and so (laughs) there's no way that we are going to be um going into um a city council so we're asking for um a special city council on may 10th actually um may 10th to be held the the city council members have already said and and really promised to prioritize anything that affects the budget because mm-hmm. just for people to know our budget cycle is weird it ends on june 30th so mm-hmm. all of the budget has to be our city budget mm-hmm. um has to be finalized by june 30th mm-hmm. and so that's really why we're in this final push right now for special city council meeting to have the community moving forward folks youth everyone come and speak their truth truth to power and and say what they believe and from there you know we hope that it would be passed but with yeah. our our mayor you know he's known for some pretty strong stall tactics mm-hmm. and so it may go into other meetings as well mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. we're really mm-hmm. trying to gear up um for may 10th yeah. um and and trying to get ready for for that and so yeah. there's a lot of ways to be engaged um, mm-hmm. and a lot of different call to actions that, yeah. that we have going on right now. And, so. and just so viewers at home knows, because they may think, oh, it's not important that I go or it's not important, it's right? Important. But just like we talked about earlier with the, the rally and protest with Richmond Revolution, when you bring out numbers like that of people in support of specific causes, then you demand, you're able to demand more respect from elected officials because mm-hmm. as an elected official 
right? They're de they they probably want to get reelected, and if they have a thousand people, two thousand people out at a city council meeting or protesting, then they got to put some respect on that. Yeah, right? definitely. Even I'm not even a part of the task force, but every single time I'm like, I'm going to be raising my hand in the meeting because you guys are going to hear from me too. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to say something. Like, yeah, Absolutely. I'm all the time. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And we need that. Um, we definitely need that at the task force. But really, since we've, we've passed these proposals, we are going into the larger fight with um, city council, right? Mm -hmm. And really making sure that our voices, that our community voices are being heard and so we're essentially reimagine richmond um this is like a kickoff y'all um of a community tour that we are essentially going on yeah. and um we're reaching out to all local organizations and wanting to present our proposals and get community feedback. Mm -hmm. And so that's essentially what we're doing as task force members, uh, engaging with the community. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of misinformation out there, unfortunately, mm -hmm. even perpetuated by our mayor um, and and even RPD um, and so forth. So we're really ready and ready to mobilize. And mm -hmm. so this is really like a kickoff um, as, as we move as we move forward um no pun intended moving, are, we, are we moving forward well, i'm glad you decided to you all decided to stop by with our podcast and tell it here first we got the exclusive exclusive special interview um so yeah. i know doing this work is important work but i can only imagine how tiring it can be yeah. to do this just emotionally taxing so what are some things that you do to keep going because <laughs> man i could imagine after so many meetings probably all by zoom you're kind of just like oh tired but this is important right so absolutely what is it that's driving you what's inspiring you also what's like keeping you fresh and able to continue this mission i'll start and then are yeah you ready no you can take it away Later, okay think about this one. yeah <laughs> um another plug rich city rollers rich city rides you yeah. know they have created such brave spaces you know i am not a, a roller skater like i i fall all the time jay can attest to this <laughs> yeah. um like he's like oh there she goes again and so <laughs> i don't know how to stop on skates i literally just yell like jay stop me i'm coming <laughs> so um, so really trying to find um, community spaces mm -hmm. and um, public spaces like Miller Knox Park. We have a beautiful city. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I find a lot of respite and care in in skating and I'm an avid biker. So um, nice. shout out to my two bikes, Little Red and Razzmatazz. Um, and so yeah. they're, they're my, Razz. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're my loves. And so, so yeah, finding that care, um, but the youth, the youth voice, like we have some amazing youth, Lavana. We have some high school yeah. students that have just spoken their truth and said, we are exhausted. Mm -hmm we have to change and hearing them over and over again is what inspires me mm -hmm. um, and inspires a lot of people actually on the task force so if you are a youth and you have had a story or you've been racially profiled or yeah. you really have have some experiences with rpd i encourage you to follow reimagine richmond if you know somebody that's impacted by mental health mm -hmm. crises sign our petition on reimagine richmond's um link tree and then of course continue for the um yep jay got some on it jay is just totally on it <laughs> so so there's some stuff here um and we'll be continuing to go on our community tour and so we really appreciate um you and so i'm just gonna say y'all inspire me every time that um our community comes through Yes, wow. yes, yes. Honestly, I would say that honestly, the community does inspire me too. to be honest with you. Um, just being around people that still continue this fight, talking with my friends, like just being here, to be honest with you, it inspires me to keep going. I feel like I haven't been doing that much. I'm like, wow, I need to get on it because like this is my passion, like for liberation, for freedom and, you know, white supremacy and racism. That does not stop. So I can't stop. Like I have to continue to fight yeah. this fight. My ancestors have been doing this for forever when it was like 
like in slavery and everything so now that we have a little little bit of freedom like there's no reason why I should not be doing something about this there's no reason why I have to sit back and not do anything so um that's really what keeps me inspired to continue to do things and honestly how I get I believe one of the questions was like rest and like relaxation mm -hmm. yeah I love to paint I love to eat and I love to shop that go. is my yeah that there is my trio so that is one thing and I love to watch TV too which mm -hmm. is really bad but that is one thing what's your yeah. uh what's, what's your favorite what's your advice when it comes to your tv shows what are you watching okay so i'm terrible y'all yeah, that's, that's why <laughs> terrible <laughs> but reality television is everything to me oh yeah. god Real housewives of atlanta <laughs> <laughs> i like how you say atlanta yeah oh, i know yeah. as i'm going yeah no, real houses of atlanta that is my <laughs> show a good reality tv show just to see personalities i think that's yeah. what i love about it the most you know sometimes it's like a good little like brain transplant you go you get away from yeah reality for a little while no uh, definitely yeah. fun definitely. fact anselmo is a uh, fan of 90 what is it 90 90 day fiance <laughs> i know go. all the reality tv shows <laughs> it's ridiculous 90 day fiance, yeah it's actually sad <laughs> that show is crazy mm -hmm. but um yeah, so how about people at home who want to get involved they may be inspired by some of the things that we talked about today mm -hmm. and they want to do something what can how can they get in touch with you where can they go yeah absolutely so obviously follow reimagine richmond on ig a facebook page is also coming um you can find the proposals at bit.ly um slash richmond proposals and all of the proposals you can read more about the budget etc all on the link tree in reimagine richmond and mm -hmm. there's a lot of calls to actions in regards to signing petitions emailing city council but the first way to get plugged in is to follow reimagine richmond um and of course richmond rev always um as we share a lot of the same philosophies and a lot of the work together mm -hmm. um and there may be a little sneak peek of a, a little yes. something that Lavana might want to share mm -hmm. um, coming up. Yeah, so definitely, like as she was saying, and follow Rich Revolution. And also, if you really want to get involved, you really want to get the ground running, you know, get out there on your feet. May 8th, we will be having a protest at beginning at City Hall, correct? Yeah, it should be there. Um, we're going to be um, to be determined the actual mm -hmm. location. But May 8th, save the date now. Um, this is gearing up for yeah. the May 10th City Council meeting. Yep. So we're reactivating the hopefully the original four or however mm -hmm. many Richard yeah, Rev can definitely. come through. And um, we are excited to to show our solidarity because the fight for black lives does not end. It does not end. May and, 8th. Yeah, May 8th. Save the date. Save, Save the, the date and be there. We need all hands on deck. So yeah, be there May 8th. And also follow Rich Revolution and Reimagine Richmond so you can be updated on the location, the time, and everything that you need to know. May 8th, mm -hmm. remember that. Mm -hmm. And you'll see me there. Mm -hmm. You'll see both of us. Yes, we will. <laughs> uh, probably all of us, right? Yeah. Yes. Well, we do have another event on May 8th, but that's depending at, on that's time. from 10 to 12. Yep. So hopefully it can work Works out. out. We mm -hmm. got our monthly, as we talked about earlier, the monthly the community cleanup that's yes. every second saturday uh different parks throughout the city so that's what i already have a commitment there but definitely if i'm available if i'm available trust me i'll be there okay and i didn't mention this earlier but i was at the, the black lives matter protest gotcha. uh, the one in june right mm -hmm. yeah and i was there and it definitely was inspiring and for Thank sure you. i'm super glad i was able to see and meet one of the people who were behind it because i mean man it was it was a beautiful thing thank you Very so much thing. thank you it was I think about it to this day. It has a special place in my heart. So yeah, yeah. You. I mean, rightfully so. That should yeah. be like a major accomplishment, yeah. uh, you know, and life accomplishment, like doing that and then continuing the mission. Yes. No, very true. Thank so, you. At this point, I mean, we usually give our shout outs to everyone, share any other, other additional information that we have going on. Jay, is there anything that you wanted to share? Anyone you wanted to shout out? Yeah, uh, let's see. This evening, I want to shout out. Uh, let's see, we did New Hampshire, we did Delaware last time. Um, let's go with the state of Florida. State of Florida. Oh no! Oh, All right, and uh, also, uh, well, yeah, Florida needs love so, too, guys. You see my face, but you're hearing Jay talk. He doesn't have a mic on him today. I do I mean, not. Camera on him today. And uh, yeah, definitely. But uh, no, really, I want to 
shout out Mike Tache for giving us the space to do this and La Sagrada Familia. I want to shout out Diana. Diana, hopefully you get better. D Hoka D. And uh, I think that wraps it up for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So shout out Lady. She does all the social media promotion. So if you've seen a flyer that told you to tune in today, she probably made it. She probably posted all the videos and stuff that you saw that kept telling you to watch. So appreciate her. Thank you to you two for coming out. We mm-hmm. definitely appreciate you coming out and the work that you're doing. It's important, very important, and inspiring at the same time. So thank you. Uh, is there any shout outs that you'd like to make? The whole entire Reimagine Richmond crew. I mean, look, to Chacon Brothers, Helen, of course, mm-hmm. yours, um, Randy Joseph, Yenny Garcia, obviously, she showed up today on the shout YouTube. Out so, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah, so, um, but I really want to shout out anybody that believes that Black Lives Matter. Yeah. I really want to, I really want to shout out, and I hope that this is just a call for you to actually get involved um, because we're taking back our city, mm-hmm. and I invite you to join us. Yes, whose streets are streets. I love that. Yes. Love that. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Shout out to you all, Move Forward, just for having us here, Marisol. Shout out to you. You are always so on it, like on it, like she never stops. And I mm-hmm. love that. Love that. You're such an inspiration. Mm-hmm. And I also would love to shout out Reimagine Richmond because y'all are amazing. Like the research and everything you've done. Shout out to my Rich Revolution and family. I know like this past year has been a lot, especially for our, you know, for foundational members, our founding members. But we've really been pushing through. We've been going through a lot so shout out to y'all and shout out to my family at home watching hope you guys enjoy yeah hope, hope everyone enjoyed the viewers thank you for tuning in um and tomorrow we have our monthly community hike mm-hmm. we do a hiking monthly every first saturday it's our first saturday event and it's more than just a hike right it's about getting people from our communities out and active and healthy right and taking advantage of using these spaces that maybe we may not feel welcomed usually to use and i also personally think that when you get up there and you hike up into the hills a little bit we're going to be hiking wildcat uh, canyon Ooh. you can kind of see all the city and you for me it reminds me like okay look how big the city is this is where i'm at now and it's just really peaceful to get up there and, and enjoy the time in, in the community so please come out tomorrow yes. 10 a.m Meet us at Alvarado Park, Wildcat Canyon. All the information is on the, on the Instagram page, Facebook page. Message us if you have any questions. And I think that's about it for the show, right, Jamie? Anything else you want to say? Yeah, yeah, right off for, uh, for re-asking. I do want to give a shout-out to Rich City Rides in the building and Rich City Rollers. Um, so part of Mighty Souls group is in the house. Um, and also, Jessica Lopez, thank you for tuning in. It was an amazing episode. I loved it. So I'm glad that CCC, you loved it, too. CCC, what's up? She's she part says, of the athletic program at CCC. Oh, yeah. What's up, Jessica? Go Comets. Go Comets. Go yes. Comets. Apply for our scholarship. There you go. <laughs> you better apply. She says 5'8 and 5'10, obviously next month. She has got it. She's got to jot, you know, she's jotted down and she seems like she's committed to come. So thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. And uh, anything else? Anybody else? That's about it. All right. Have a great evening, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Bye.